Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Oh man, we're leaving tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. And, and won't wow. be back for many a day. You wouldn't think that a small trailer would take that long to pack, but boy, howdy, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to just be gone for a weekend. No, we're, we're going to be for gone two for months. Oh, yeah, two yeah. or three. Well, right now, two. Okay, we'll just see. But we're going to be gone. We're going to be gone till next year. That's right. We won't be back until next year. So anyway, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's not only are we packing for the journey, which is pretty normal, right. but we're also packing for the Quartzite Sports Vacation and RV Show. Right. And we are the sponsors of the Seminar Tent. We're also packing because at the end of our trip, one of the last things we're going to do is go to a Renaissance festival, and I can't do that without a costume. Yeah, Jason and Abby had one at their gathering uh, from RV Miles, and I guess Jason didn't dress up, but I, I don't get away with that. So nope, that's the deal. So yeah, that and the class. Right. We're going to be teaching a girl camper college that's while the we're fact, out. Jack. It's also going to be Christmas, and we can't go on a Christmas camping trip without wearing our stupid onesies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be New Year's and yeah, boy, yeah, it's uh. So anyway, so the 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 packing has been interesting. Yeah, but luckily I didn't wait till the last day. I actually have been doing it for three or four days. There's still a fair amount to do, but this is probably the best we've been at this yeah, packing I think so. stuff. Yeah. Hey, you know, I bet today's guest could really use some Wolverine Tough Bags. Certainly could. He is a gent who has built his own teardrop trailers and restored vintage trailers. Right. So if he has those trailers that don't have... We'll listen to him, but some of them he builds without sinks and stuff, so you've got to have some kind of water. What better than a Wolverine Tough Bagger for a few? Yeah, and we got these to try out a while back, and I just really like them. In fact, the first few nights of our adventure are going to be spent with no water because our trailer's still winterized till we get to a little bit warmer place. Right, it's going to be cold, so there's no point in dewinterizing. Right, so the water that we're going to be using is going to be coming out of the Wolverine Tough Bags, and it's also part of our vision for the adventure camper that we have that that's what next week's podcast yeah, is we'll about talk a lot more we'll about talk that a lot about week. that but anyway if you're looking for a really easy way to tote water whether it's water bottle size or five gallon bags we have been big fans of the wolverine tough bags just really well made american product by a small independently owned company the quality is there, and it's a great water storage. And we'll put a link in our podcast notes. Check them out. If you tote water, these make a neat way of doing so. They fold up flat, so when they're empty, they're really small. Wolverine tough bags. So, as promised, <laughs> we have a guest. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story. I follow not only Mike Rowe of 
originally of like Dirty Jobs fame, but then he's done a few other shows. But I also follow his mom, Peggy Rowe, because she's a (laughs) hilarious, wonderful writer. Anyway, Mike Rowe posted on Facebook a story about his Lyft ride and about Mike's pretty good campers. Yeah, and we're like, huh? So we looked for Mike to see if we could find him. Not Mike Rowe, but (laughs) Mike's pretty good campers. And we did. Yeah. And so so that's who we're going to talk to right now is Mike Morse with Mike's pretty good campers. Today, we are very pleased to be able to welcome Mike Morse. Mike has a company, Pretty Good Campers. And I first heard about Mike actually from a post on Facebook by Mike Rowe, who I follow. And I said, wait a minute, this guy sounds pretty darn cool. And he makes campers, so it sounds perfect for us. So, Mike, thanks for agreeing to spend some time with us today. You're welcome. Glad I can. So I love the name of your company, Pretty Good Campers. So if you would tell us a little bit about how you came up with that name and what you build. First of all, I used to watch that program or listen to it. Garrison Keillor, very Mm -hmm. home companion. And uh, one of his sponsors he talked about was Ralph's Pretty Good Grocery. So that's where I stole that. So, you know, when I was building houses i called it mike's pretty good homes and so now i just call it mike's pretty good campers and it's stuck yeah. you know I, I like that because people will remember right. it. i got interested in building campers you know it's just kind of gone from there I, I love building them i love to go travel i love to camp you know it's just a good fit for me have you been camping most of your life or did you have something that really spurred your interest in camping as a kid you know our dad would take us camping his hometown was moab Utah. oh man that's pretty neat place mm-hmm. and so he took us there and he's my dad bought a little pop-up camper and so we'd camp in it go fishing and you know and i camped out as a boy scout and you know always liked camping I mostly like to go travel and see, you know, the United States, see our state parks or national parks. You know, it just, it's just great. I've been to Europe a few times and that's pretty neat. But in Europe, you don't get to pull a camper around (laughs) with you. It's different. It's a different travel, but I like it all. So far, I've been to uh, 49 of our 50 states. Oh, wow. Still haven't been to North Dakota, but it'll have to be on my budget. In the summer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, in the summer. That's funny. We listened to this guy, Clark Howard, and he hasn't been there either. That's the only state he hasn't been to as well. Funny. (laughs) Well, i tell you a story about that, except for this is uh, a family show. (laughs) So did you start making these campers because you wanted a camper or did you make it making for someone else or how did you get started? Well, someone gave me this stack of these old popular mechanics magazines and I was looking through there and I saw this teardrop camper. It was probably built in the forties or something. And I thought this is the coolest thing. And I thought, you know, 
I knew I could build one. I could build about anything. I've been building stuff for 50 years. And so uh, something I just quite couldn't get out of my mm-hmm. head. And so I like, like to hike, you know, and I've been single a lot. So I thought, well, I'll just build one of those. I talked to a friend of mine that worked for me. He said, you want to build one? We'll just build, build them together. And uh, I bought an old boat trailer and he had an old trailer that utility trailer or something and we just went from there we uh, built some wood floors and, and we cut out our sides and designed all the insides and we just went to work and, and we got them built i took mine to moab two or three times and uh, it was great you know because i could drive for hours and if i get tired i can pull over to a rest stop and just crawl in there and uh, take a little mm-hmm. nap yep you know and it's good i've i've gone to uh moab almost to denver i was wore out so i just pulled over and slept and get up and drive to a love's truck stop pay ten dollars take a shower and i'm off and running mm-hmm. again and then with mine I have a little tent that I could set up and I put a little porta potty in there and an instant hot water tank. And so I didn't need any other facilities. You go up there in Colorado and Utah and Idaho, you can go camp out on that uh, BLM mm-hmm. land. And, you know, it's free. All you have to do is take out what you bring in, and that's no problem. That's one of the beautiful things about this country, as you said. There's so much free camping and beautiful places like Moab. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Sorry, I had a phone call come in. (laughs) That happens. Yeah. Well, I've been getting a lot of calls. I can only imagine. Well, how long ago did you build the first camper? Oh, it's probably been about 10 years, maybe, okay. something like that, maybe eight or 10 years. Wow, Mike, I, I think you said something about ever since Mike Rowe talked about you, you've been getting a lot of calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, since the first one, have you seen things in your own design where you're like, oh, I want to do something a little differently or, oh, maybe I should change that or... Oh, yeah, of course. You know, when I decided, you know, I want to quit working on houses, doing home repair, remodel. I just want to stay and work in my own shop. And so when I started building these, I'd build part, get it part way built. And I think, you know, I don't really like the way this is working. And so I take it back apart and do it a little bit different. <laughs> And so the first two took quite a while because I was, you know, redoing them. And then the second couple, you know, I, I did a little different because I wanted them a little simpler. I didn't want the built-in stove, built-in sink, because a lot of people just want the very basic they can mm-hmm. get. So, you know, that's what I'll try to build. And, and then I've got off into... Uh, doing some vintage campers Uh a friend of mine gave me a camper that had been sitting on some land 
in a farmer's field for years and years, and it was rotten to the mm. core. They tried to sell it to me at first, and I said, no, no, no. So a few months later, they said, you could have this, just, you know, but get it out of here. And so I thought, well, I'll try my compressor out and aired up the tires and hooked it on my truck and pulled it out of the trees and thought, well, it'll go down the road okay. So I went ahead and drug it home. It had an American flag painted all the way around wow. it and just completely rotten, full of rats and squirrels. <laughs> I mean, it, it was bad. You know, and I got to taking it apart, you know, the first thing I took all the skin off of it is, you know, it had needed a lot of little repairs and, of course, strip all that ugly paint off. And I thought, you know, I built spiral staircases and million-dollar homes, and I'm just enjoying the heck out of mm -hmm. this, cleaning out this nasty, dirty, rotten camper. But, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, you know, this could really, really be nice. So, you know, I've just kept it up, and I've had to stop a few times, you know, to do actually uh, – pain jobs mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you know that's that's just what i have to do and it, it's okay it's just so i'm working i'm happy that's pretty cool you know another thing that really got me started on this is uh i went up through elkhart indiana of course anyone with campers knows about elkhart sure. indiana yep and i went to the rv museum there and I just love that, looking at all those old, old teardrops and vintage trailers. And, and I thought, you know, this is so cool. And it's it's kind of right up my alley because I've been building fine woodworking for years. And I thought it's kind of simple, but then again, it's going to have to combine some other skills like metalwork you know, aluminum and painting, and I thought that I just loved them. So I thought, you know, that'd be great to have one of these behind my pickup and mm -hmm. just stop at the camps and pull over and camp. And, and you know, and I get on these websites and I see these people that are, have their little rallies and they just kind of like car rallies. Yep. They just pull up, camp, visit eat you know and it's uh it's a good thing yeah yeah those vintage trailer rallies are fun speaking of work i guess you were finding some time on your hands so you decided to become an uber driver part-time yeah so i just started driving for uber and and lyft you know just to have something to do and uh, i thought you know i really like doing this because you pick up a lot of interesting people and have some good conversations. I thought, you know, this is okay. You really don't make much money, though. But you happen to pick up one particular interesting person. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, and at first I didn't talk with him much because uh, the lady he was with, she was in the back seat and she was doing some texting, voice to text. Oh. And so I tried to just, you know, be quiet. 
And then she got done with that. We started talking and uh, got around to talking about campers. And I told him about my company. And and I really didn't know who he <laughs> was. I mean, I didn't know who I had because I'm looking at the road. I'm not looking right. at my passenger. When we got to the airport, I opened up the back of my truck and I unloaded their bags. And I see, well, that's Mike Rowe. <laughs> I asked him his name. And, he said, yeah, Mike Rowe, and then he took his camera out and took my picture. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's kind of cool. So I got, you know, back home Friday night, and there was uh, 23 messages, <laughs> 23 emails, and the first one had a link to his little story, and he wrote a pretty good little yeah. story about me, and then it just blew up. When I got up Saturday morning, there was a hundred something. <laughs> Sunday morning, there was two hundred and something. And and Saturday, I spent a lot of time answering the emails. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I made a list. There was uh, emails from eight different countries. Wow. You know, and four hundred nineteen thousand likes on his website. <laughs> This is really, really crazy. And and then a local TV channel came out and interviewed me, you know, see what it was like to have my website blown mm-hmm. up. And so that was good, you know. So that's all been fun. I do have one lady that's looking real serious about wanting to buy one of my campers. That's what so, I was wondering, out of those hundreds of people that are calling you. Well, I have one gal that's really, really serious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's trying to get a trailer hitch put on her car, which, you know, I didn't really kind of worry about. But she says her mechanic assured her it'd be okay. So we'll see. And your trailers are fairly light. Yeah, they're about a thousand pounds. And so they're pretty easy to pull behind my pickup. And it's all good. If she buys that, I'll just build some more. <laughs> and do you have interest in also potentially helping people restore vintage as well, since now you're, you've gotten into that? Well, yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, if someone wants me to help them out, I can. Sounds good. I've, you know, I've thought about doing, you know, maybe some YouTube videos on showing them how to do some of this stuff, but somehow there's uh, not enough hours in the day <laughs> to do everything I want to do. Boy, isn't that the truth? I hear that. Mike, we, we really appreciate your spending some time with us today. It's an interesting story about running across Mike, another Mike, Mike right? Rowe, <laughs> and now we got to learn about you, as did uh, 400,000 other people. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's amazing. I didn't. Uh, I was kept wondering. You know, I had the website, but I was wondering how do I get people to uh, look at my website now? That's and, uh, how. Yep. Give Mike Rowe a ride. Just pick up Yeah, and then it's uh, Mike's Pretty Good Campers dot com, and you can learn a little more about your teardrops and a little about you, and and it's just a good good place to go visit. I like it. I'm liking all the attention. And do you have things you feel kind of sets your teardrops apart? That Because as you said, you've been 
in the woodworking and construction business for a long time. Well, they're all built by me. You know, it's I don't have any employees, so it's it's all just me. So they're individual. Mm-hmm. So people can, if they want something a little different than than what you might normally do, you're willing to work with them on maybe something custom or something a little different? Absolutely. I've talked to one guy. He wants one built light enough that he can pull it behind his motorcycle. Hmm. I've had about three or four others that are interested in uh, teardrops to go behind a motorcycle. So I'm kind of exploring that, see what it costs to do. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Just whatever it takes. Well, like I say, we really appreciate your making some time for us, Mike. And we hope more people find you. And it's been a real pleasure speaking with you today. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, our pleasure. And uh, just keep people interested in camping, seeing our neck of the woods, our world. Yep, that's, that's, right. that's our that's our goal. <laughs> okay, well. Thank you very much. You two have a great you day. You too. That's the story of Mike Morse, a pretty neat guy, really laid back dude. I got to see pictures of his shop and some of the teardrop trailers in progress and his vintage trailer in progress. Nice. So he's a really neat guy. And if you didn't know, he met Mike Rowe that we just talked about a few minutes ago because he was kind of killing time and he became a lift driver and he happened to pick up mike Rowe. they got to talking and that facebook post where mike told the story which we'll link to also in the show notes and as always you can find those show notes at stresslesscamping.com slash podcast and then this is episode 233 anyway got something like at last check over four hundred thousand yeah hits so Pretty neat introduction to Mike's Pretty Good Campers by Pretty Good Story by Pretty Good Guy, Mike Rowe. (laughs) Anyway, that's the way I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, something else that Mike's Pretty Good Campers might be able to use is a kind of a small power system. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking to get a solar or lithium power system in your RV, whether that's a very small system that's appropriate for a teardrop, or we saw them installing one in a giant fifth wheel and also in a giant Class A diesel pusher. The neat things about the people at ABC Upfitters is they listen to you, they help you figure out just the type of system that works within your definition of RVing and camping. And then they build it with Mastervolt components. And the, another nice thing about that is all of those components coming from one supplier, A, they're exceptional components because they came out of the marine industry, and B, they just all work together. So there's no controller guy pointing the finger at the battery person. <laughs> and the No, none of that. It's all one company, one system sized and scaled to fit what you would like. So if you would like to learn more, our friends at ABC Upfitters are available at 574-333-3225. That's 574-333-3225, which also, of course, is written in the notes. So don't get in an accident trying to write it down. No. (laughs) And another thing, they are having a giant sale. Uh, If you book your Upfit 
before the end of the year, there are some huge discounts on the upfits, a variety of discounts based on what you're doing and what you need and all, but I've seen up to 25% off. So again, give them a call or check out their website. A great deal on a great system from some great people. Can you say rubber baby buggy bumpers? <laughs> no, but I'm just going to say stovetop bumpers. They are rubber. <laughs> rubber bumpers. I was writing an article and I did amuse myself by writing rubber bumpers, rubber bumpers, rubber bumpers. Well, there <laughs> a you bunch go. Of times. But not rubber baby buggy not bumpers. Anyway, our gadget report for this week is some stovetop bumpers. Now, if you have a stovetop, in your RV. And a lot of people do, but not everyone. I get that. And if it has like those iron grates on top of the bumpers that are, you know, separate, which again, pretty much is universal. And if you keep finding these little square pads with holes in them, that should be keeping the grate from the surface of the stovetop, but they're not working anymore. This gadget is for you. Tony found a post actually about these bumper replacements and he bought them and I'm going to try to describe them. They're kind of like a cone with a flat part on the ba- on the base of the cone, the, on the big part of the cone and they're rubber. So what you do is move those little pieces that are not doing anything out of the way and you take a bumper and you push it down into each hole where the grates yeah, on the on the on sheet the, metal stove on the top. sheet metal stovetop where the grates are sitting, push them in, and then you have a flat surface on the between the stovetop and the grate. Well, and and I think well these did come with our trailer from the factory, but with all of the jiggling and bumping and all of that, <laughs> they just disintegrated. Quite right. honestly, and so what I thought I was replacing. I thought we were doing something like extra good because I thought we were replacing just a little flat piece of rubber with this cone thing. And then I realized I had this one cone that I never knew where it came from. And when I discovered that I had stored that in case I ever figured it out, I realized those were the bumpers I was replacing. (laughs) They had just all, so, you know, there's a lot of activity going on and it's heavy. And so the cone part and the flat part like separate from one another. So now I'm kind of curious what happened to the other seven cones that are yeah, they're <laughs> floating probably around down somewhere in the inside the stove. But anyway, if you are having this problem, we'll put a link to the stovetop bumpers that we found and replaced. Really easy job. Hopefully that will keep the grates from bouncing so much, but also from scratching up the yeah, surface of the Yeah, I think the, the objective of those bumpers is to keep the grates, which on our stove are like a cast metal, to keep them from damaging the stove itself. Yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, Peggy fixed the stove this week in anticipation <laughs> of cooking on the road and you have a rv i have a real new rv in fact it's a whole series of rvs our friends at rockwood and flagstaff have traditionally made everything from little teeny pop-up trailers to average size fifth wheels they make a lot of mini lights which are let's say average size travel trailers they make the small trailers they make the pop-ups and they make mid-sized fifth wheels 
Well, they have not been in the premium and super premium fifth wheel market. And Forest River is starting to kind of look at how things work and things are organized and all of that. And so what essentially has happened is Rockwood and Flagstaff have absorbed the Palomino Columbus line of fifth wheels. And that makes a lot of sense because these are very high-end fifth wheels. They have some really neat features. There are some patents on some of the features that they have. They are the largest size fifth wheels, basically, and it really works well in the line. Now, you might think, oh, they're just putting different stickers on existing products, and yeah, a little bit, but what happened is the brother of the gent who runs Rockwood and Flagstaff is the plant manager for these fifth wheel production. And so it, it just makes sense. A lot of how these are built is similar. The philosophy is very much the same. These are just really big fifth wheels. And there's a review of one at stresslesscamping.com. And it's unusual in that you know, typically a fifth wheel has like a lower deck and an upper deck, right? And this is all one deck. And then the part that would be the lower deck is 500 square feet of storage. It is wow. an insane amount of storage. One of the complaints people have of fifth wheels versus motorhomes is, well, motorhome just has more storage. Well, not here. This right? is the whole underfloor of the what would have been the main deck is storage on this thing. And there's a slide out tray in the back. And it's just pretty incredible. They are a lot of the same construction features that are found in Rockwood and Flagstaff, like frameless windows and double asphodel walls and just on and on are in these fifth wheels. But then they go a step further. They have anti-lock brakes and they have better suspensions and just features befitting a higher end product. So check out the article at stresslesscamping.com. And if you've been in the market for a high end fifth wheel, there's the Rockwood Luxury and the Rockwood Luxury Ranch. And those are identical to the Flagstaff Elite and Flagstaff Elite Estate. Ooh, elite estate. I know, right? Well, now I want one. <laughs> now they're, right? Well, these things are pretty big. Yeah, I don't want one. Just kidding. The one challenge at the moment is they are sorting out the dealership because it had been Columbus dealers. And mm, now is sure. it going to be a Rockwood dealer? Is it going to be? Sure. So there will be some time where these might be tough to find. But if you're looking for a large premium fifth wheel, don't miss out these things are there are a lot of things i really really like on these and uh worth checking out excellent last week we asked a question of the week as we always do and you guys really came through for us the question was what is your must see movie in december die hard shush that's at the end of the list oh. <laughs> not because it was listed last but i have my reasons anyway okay so we got a lot of answers and most of these we have seen, but there's actually a few that I haven't seen. So I kind of have a new list of movies to check out. Predominantly, the answer is A Christmas Carol. 
And, yeah, that's such a standard. Right. And, you know, there's like a million versions of that, right? I mean, even the Muppets did a Christmas carol. <laughs> so I checked. Cookie, Christmas cookie. <laughs> so I checked with everyone who said Christmas carol and exclusively the George C. Scott and Alistair Sim original movie, A Christmas Carol, is the favorite. I love that movie. I also love the version with Bill Murray called Scrooged. And I liked the version from, was it Disney and Jim Carrey? It was a cartoon, but it was... It, yeah, it was like... So realistically cartoonish. Yeah, I liked that one. <laughs> yes. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, of course, was on the list a lot. Christmas Chronicles was on the list quite a bit, and I... I don't think don't I've, ever, if I've seen ever heard it. of yeah. it. So White Christmas, one of my all-time favorites. I love that movie. Elf, It's a Wonderful Life, which I also love. Love Actually, I hear about that a lot. And I don't I have think never I've seen, seen that, that either. Yeah. <laughs> a Christmas Story, Naturally. of course. The Leg Lamp. <laughs> With the Leg Lamp, yes. Fragile. <laughs> Polar Express, Hot Chocolate, The Holiday, which I don't think I've ever I seen. Heard the, that one. I think that it was Steve said, and that's a kind of a romantic movie, so maybe that's a hallmark. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy, Deck the Halls, which I think is a funny movie if I'm thinking of the right one. Someone said all three of the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. Arr. Love it. Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, we just saw Candy Cane Lane. Candy Cane Lane, that's right. It's a new movie. Yeah, with, with Eddie Murphy. With Eddie Murphy. And, well, we talked about it last week, but I, I really enjoyed it. So we'll see if it becomes a classic or not, but yeah. that was not bad. Paul said that he kicks off the season by watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which technically is about Thanksgiving, but isn't yeah. Thanksgiving the beginning of Christmas? Yeah, it seems to be if you go shopping. And yes, a lot of people answered Die Hard, and there's all kinds of arguments why it is or is not a Christmas movie, but yes, it made the list several, several times. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, I, I won't say. Just go, you can find the answers and weigh in yourself and even ask questions and whatnot at our fun and friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. And it's a fun place to spend some time, get your questions answered. So this week I was, you know, thinking Santa's coming soon, so... My question for this week is, have you been naughty or nice? I can't say. <laughs> Let's just say we'll be burning coal. <laughs> you know that Santa's watching, and so you better be good for goodness sake. And let us know if you expect coal or a super awesome gift for Christmas. There you go. And I think maybe next year is actually our Christmas episode because we're that close. Oh, man. We'd better start working on that. Yeah. We'll answer that question at our Fun and Friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. Absolutely. Did you also know that we do a once a week newsletter and it's free? We have links to the stories, videos, podcasts, and more to help you get the most out of your RV experience. Just check out StresslessCamping.com and you can sign up for the newsletter. And please know that we do not share your information. All we use that for is to send you one email per week and that's it. Yep, that's it. And that's also where you'll find the show notes for this episode, episode 233 on the podcast page at StresslessCamping.com. 
Also at StresslessCamping.com, don't forget the deals and discounts page. There's still time to do your Christmas shopping. And if you're going to buy something for your RV anyway, you might as well get a discount, right? That's just the fact <laughs> check. So look for deals on all the things you're going to need for your stressless camping adventure. And of course, if you've got a great deal that we don't already have, let us know, please. There you go. Of course, in addition to the Stressless Campers Facebook group, we are in all the social places, and you can find us by starting at StresslessCamping.com. Then from there, jump off and help us waste some time on social media. (laughs) If you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, (laughs) it's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher, and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Oh, and don't forget, a review will help others find this podcast. It'll help you get on Santa's nice list. Yes. And of course, more people listening is always a good thing because we get better deals and discounts. We'll put in a word with the big guy for you. (laughs) There'll be some overweight bearded gentleman who is appreciative. (laughs) I guarantee that. Uh, Or I should say, I guarantee. (laughs) Also, it is very, very helpful for us if you share anything that you find on our social posts or on our website that you think other people can use. Please share away. Yeah, it's it's very, very much appreciated. And if you need help knowing how to do that, we have tips. We post on the weekly newsletter, but we also have a whole page on our website telling you the steps that you need to share in case you're not that good well, at that makes doing us it. go on the nice list. We'll see how nice we are. <laughs> and well, we sure appreciate you. Thank you again for spending some time with us. And most of all, stressless camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Rubber baby buggy Not rabies. Not. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs>